0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So as has been mentioned, we're in a series. We're talking about essentials, disciplines that deliver. And we've been talking about things... That God has asked us to do disciplines that God has asked us to do, not because he's a party pooper God, but because he understands if we do them and make them a practice of our life, we will get the goal of our faith, which is to know him better. Whether you're here for the first time, you don't have an actual personal relationship with God to know him for the first time, or whether you've been a Christian for many, many years, when we continue in the disciplines that we've been talking about, we will all get to that place of knowing God better. And so tonight I'm speaking on the topic of fasting. And I don't know if there's anyone here. I know it, it applies to me, but I even mentioned the word fasting and my stomach starts to grumble. It's like, so you might be sitting there and the very fact that we're talking about some things we won't be eating or some things we won't be doing and your stomach's already grumbling. Well, you're in good company, all right? But fasting is a vital element of the Christian life. And I believe that a life void of fasting is a life that's just missing certain elements. And I don't know if there's any people here who are really good or love doing jigsaw puzzles, but have you ever done a jigsaw puzzle and there's always a piece missing? Now, when you finish it, you can still get the picture of what it is, but it's not the complete picture. So you can make it out and I get it. And even though it might only be a tiny piece that's missing, it's still missing and has a distortion of what the is meant to be. And I believe that's the Christian life without the discipline of fasting. So when we were living a life that, yeah, 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 we're getting through and getting wide, but it's a bit of a distorted picture because we actually are missing out. And I love what John Piper says he says if we don't develop a dependence on and a desperation for God we will not only miss the ultimate point of our mission which is to go into all the world and make disciples but we will neglect the ultimate need of our souls and that is to know him And fasting is a means of which we develop a dependence on God. It's a means for which we develop a desperation for God. It causes us to learn more about Him and it causes us to increase our love for Christ. In fact, the Bible says that we've been made to feast on Christ. In Psalm 65, and it will be up behind me, On the screen, Psalm 65, verses 1 to 5, it says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and behold your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I praise you. As long as I live and in your name, I lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. And my hope tonight is that uh, Tony mentioned that he spoke this morning later, Foundation, to inspire you to want to fast, I'm trusting that I'll equip you to help you make the journey through these next seven days. So in order to do that, firstly, I just wanted to lay my own foundation about what fasting is not. Fasting not merely going without food for a period of time. As Tony said this morning, that's dieting, or depending on how long you do it, that's starvation, all right? So it's not just going without food. Fasting's not done just by fanatics. We often hear about different sects and different things who do fasting and we think that's just for fanatics. And fasting isn't just limited to pastors or to ministers or to special occasions but fasting is a discipline the bible says for every believer it's actually part of the balanced christian life and in matthew chapter 6 jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking to them and giving them specific direction on how they should live their lives and he says to them in verse 2 of matthew chapter 6 when you give in verse 5 he says when you pray And in verse 16, he says, when you fast. Now, it's worth noting that he didn't say if, he said when. But it's also worth noting that some of those things that we're quite comfortable with, praying, we're quite comfortable with, oh yes, we've learnt about giving and being generous. We've learnt about how to get along with one another. In the same context of how to live a godly life, it's just as important as the other disciplines, is the discipline of fasting. So if that's what fasting isn't, what is fasting. Well, fasting simply put is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. You see, when you uh, eliminate food for a number of days, your spirit becomes uncluttered by the things of this world and you become sensitive to the things of God. One of my favourite quotes is by a a pastor by the name of Stovell Weems and he says, prayer connects us to God, fasting disconnects us from the world and we know what the scripture says that we're in the world but we're not to be of it but just we get in the world and we and we're here we're doing life and things it's like you have to have a shower every day because you just wake up dirty from the night before if you shower however you want to do shower at the end of the day before you go to bed whatever as long as you're showering within 24 hours but it's the fact that you just you, you don't feel clean unless you've had a shower just because life gets on, dirt gets on, grime. We've just been away uh, in Bali and one of the things my husband likes to do is hire one of those motorbikes. And so I like to be the passenger behind where I can just hold on, close my eyes, not see the traffic and go. But you know what? At the end of the day, you get off and you, you're just grimy because of all the dirt, the things that you just collect through doing that. And that's what life is like. And that's what fasting does for us. There's just stuff that collects in our life. And when we disconnect from food, we're disconnecting from some of the things of this world. Psalm four eight says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm here tonight to tell you that there's a spiritual delight to be found in God that supersedes our physical diet. I know you might not agree. He's like, But have you tasted Krispy Kreme donuts? Well, yes, I have. But you know what? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Fasting is a way that we start to taste and say, Yes, Krispy Kreme donuts are nice. But when you've tasted and seen that God is good, you have an understanding that, you know what, sometimes the things of the world, they don't have that attraction or pull anymore. That's what fasting does. It's, it just it just says those things that I used to get... Uh, um, things from that used to fill a need, those things that were desires within me, they, once I've tasted and seen that actually God is the greatest desire of my life, that God is more fulfilling than some of these other things. That's what fasting reminds me. And that's what fasting will remind you of during this time. Fasting is a means by which we say to God that more than my stomach wants food, my soul wants you. When we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, the things of this world will no longer appeal in the same way. Fasting brings us into a deeper, more intimate and powerful relationship with the Lord. And from the beginning of time, fasting has been a normal part of a relationship with God. In Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 1 it says on the 24th day of the same month the Israelites gathered together fasting and wearing sackcloth and putting dust on their heads. Esther fasted as Tony mentioned this morning. Chapter 4 verse 3 In every province to which the edict and order of the king came there was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping and wailing. Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Daniel fasted in chapter 9 verse 3 So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition. In fasting And in sackcloth and ashes, and then obviously, our Savior Jesus in Matthew 4 says, After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Is that not the biggest understatement? Even as you read it, you're like, Oh, duh, he was hungry. (laughs) So, why should we fast? Well, I want to encourage you, download this morning's uh, sermon. You'll get it on our website, on our iTunes, our podcast channel. Tony spoke this morning. He mentioned three reasons as to why we should fast. He said, because Jesus expects us to. Remember in Matthew 6, it's not if you pray, if you give, if you fast, it's when. So Jesus expects us to fast. Tony shared that it leads to an intimacy with God. When we fast, it's that disconnection from the world. It's a connection to God. It leads to an intimacy with God. It dethrones King's stomach. How many times have we made decision? Have you ever found yourself eating something when you didn't really, you're like, how did I get here? It's because King's stomach rules. He just, you know the saying, your eyes are bigger than your belly. There's so many of our senses that we allow to rule our spirit. And when we fast, we're just saying, you know what, I'm just putting my spirit back in control and choosing I'm not going to go that way, not because I can't, but because I don't want to. We're going to show the body who's boss and whose boss is the spirit. And also, uh, Tony mentioned that fasting empowers us. And I know there's lots more reasons. I just wanted to add two more myself tonight. And one of the reasons I love and expect about fasting is that God delights in rewarding your faithfulness. In that verse, which we read in Matthew chapter 6, when he's saying about when you, it goes on to say, when you do this in secret, I, your Father, will reward you publicly. So he says, when you pray in secret, I'll reward you openly. When you give in secret, I will reward you openly. When you fast in secret, I, your heavenly Father, will reward you openly. Now, I'm a parent here, and I know there are many parents amongst us. I love rewarding my kids for their faithfulness. Just this week, the school uh, rang me for something, the uh, year 12, our eldest daughter Jordan did year 12 last year, and the, uh, they rang the office to say they're putting in the newsletter what the kids are doing this year, you know, they finished their year 12, where, where they're going on to. So I answered all those questions for her, and then she said to me, I've just got to say, Kath, Jordan is a beautiful girl. I said, oh, thank you. She goes, "No, no." I don't mean just in looks. Yes, she's beautiful in looks. And then she started to recount some interaction that she had had with Jordan. She's saying, hey, look, I had to work with her on this issue and we had to do this and I've seen her interact here. And she's, I just want you to say, to, to let you know, you must be so proud of the way she's conducted herself. She's a godly young woman. She said she knows her word. I've seen her model that out. And she just rattled. And then she goes, and then, last week we went to dinner, my husband and I, and your daughter served us. And then, and she just kept going. And as a parent, you just everything inside you just goes. Oh, I can't wait to reward Jordan for her faithfulness because you know what? Yes, it's been her actions, but it's been us working with her and training her. We travel quite a bit, and so when you travel quite a bit and you've got three kids, you have to leave your kids with people. So it's okay for you to say, "This is what we do, and this is how we do," and you set it all up. But you know, once you're on that airplane. I've got no control. They could do anything. So I don't, I don't know what I'm coming home to. I might come home to and the babysitters pulled all their hair out. They're like in the corner in the fetal position. I don't know. But again, just this week we came back and Fee was with our kids and she just said, hey Kath, and she just listed off several things. As a parent, I just, I can't wait to give my kids gifts just to reward them for their faithfulness. Here's what the Bible says in Matthew 7. If you, even though you are evil... You, 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 me, even though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more your heavenly father will give good gifts to those who ask him? God wants to reward your faithfulness. So all those reasons of why we fast, here's another reason. When When I'm fasting and I'm faithful to the things God is when he wants to reward me. And I stand on the night before our fast for this year and I think, what is God wanting to reward us for, church? What have I not unlocked in my life? What have we as a church not unlocked in our destiny just because we haven't been faithful with what He's been asking us to do? And so you know what I'm looking for? I'm saying, yes, God, I'm expecting reward on the other side of this. And that doesn't mean it's going to be monetary. I'm just saying, I want reward. Your favour, whatever that reward is, your word says that if I like to reward my kids when they are faithful? How much more you want to reward us because we're faithful? That's another reason why we should fast. How about this one? Fasting brings health to your body. I want to list some medically documented benefits of fasting. This is not I just made them up. This is medically... I went Google and we all know Google doesn't lie, all right? (laughs) Fasting has been proven to clean your body by eliminating toxins. Did you know the average Aussie ingests five kilos of chemical, what do you call preservatives every year? And most of us aren't average, let's be honest, okay? Five kilos of chemical preservatives is the average Australian ingests every year. When you fast, you give your body the opportunity to eliminate toxins. When you fast, it gives your body a chance to heal itself it's been proven that fasting relieves nervous tension. Fasting gives the digestive system a chance to rest. I mean, think about it. Our digestive system is working all the time. It doesn't get a chance to rest. When you go to bed and sleep, your legs get a rest because you're asleep, but your digestive system is working constantly. So at least we're going to give the sucker a chance to get a, have a break. <laughs> your large intestine is going to be going, Oh, thank you, Jesus, he's not eating. It gives the digestive system a chance to rest. It's known to lower blood pressure and cholesterol levels. Fasting can relieve rheumatism in joints and muscles. It's been proven to combat diseases of the heart, improve circulation. Fasting helps with stress and exhaustion. It helps skin diseases and complexion. And here you go, girls. Fasting has a positive effect on the menstrual cycle and hot flushes. So maybe before we reach, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the... um, hormone replacement therapy, but maybe we should should fast first and let God in his plan and purpose have a work in our bodies. Fasting's been proven to help with respiratory diseases and allergies and fasting can slow the ageing process. There's a Dr. Tanner in the United States, a medical doctor, not just he got a, doctor's, a doctorate off the back of the cornflakes packet. He's a real doctor, and he has a habit of regularly fasting, and he, he does 40-day fast, he does 53-day fast, 60-day fast. And at the age of 77, he fasted for 53 days and noticed that his thin gray hair was replaced by new black hair. There you go, boys. 5three days of fasting. <laughs> Ash, we'll be watching. (laughs) Sorry. Fasting can sharpen the mind. Fasting can improve the sight, hearing, taste, touch and smell. Fasting can break addictions. One of my favourite stories of since we've been doing this Feb Fast, three years ago, the very first Feb Fast we did, one of our church members said, you know what I'm going to do? He goes, I want to give up smoking. He was a -a two-pack-a-day smoker. Three years ago, I ask him almost every week on the door when I see him. So, "How you gone?" He goes, three years. He's been three years no smoking, Feb fast, done, dusted." So, they're just some of the advantages of fasting. What types of fasts are there? Again, there's the absolute fast, which means nothing. So, and I, we would not recommend that. It means no water, no food, no nothing. It's for a short period of time and only with medical consultation. The other type of fasting, which we'd call our normal fasting, is no food for a certain number of days. And that can be the documents in the Bible of 40 days, 21 days, 14 days, 3 days and 24 hours. And usually it's no food but water and then depending on the length, sometimes when it's 21 days or 40 days, people may have juice or clear water broth. And then the most common form of fasting, and the one that we're going to be embarking majority as a church, is what we'd call the partial fast, where you're giving up particular foods and drink for an extended period of time. Now, I need to say something here, a disclaimer. It's not between a set time. So when I say a period of time, I mean seven days. I've had people say to me, I'm going to fast from 11 p.m. at night till 6 a.m., I'm like, that's sleeping, not fasting, all right? And there are some cultures who do have that practice that they don't eat from the opposite, from 9am till 6pm. But I've been in those cultures and then I see them gorge themselves after 6pm. And let's be honest, that's not the point of fasting. The point of fasting is to make it cost to deny something for a specific purpose. If you just go without food, you're just delaying. That's called delaying, not fasting. I'm just not eating between nine and six, but I oh boy, am I going to make up for it after six o'clock. That's not helpful. Also, sometimes in the partial fast, people will choose to do what we call a liquid fast. So it's still fruit and vegetables, but it's liquid. Can I say this? A liquid fast is not sticking a Big mat in a blender and drinking it. That's not fasting. Or milkshakes. I've seen people chugging down iced coffees and they go, yeah, I'm fasting. I'm going, really? It's an iced coffee. That's a milk product, not, not the same. So a partial fast and the fast for which we as a church will be looking at, and the most common one is the Daniel fast. And again, if you want any more information, the resource centre does have some Daniel fast books out there. You can go and see the girls there. But a Daniel fast predominantly taken from the prophet Daniel, who for 21 days, they just said, you know what, we're going to eat just fruit and vegetables and drinking water. So the most common fast and the fast that we as a church for the majority are going to be doing is the Daniel fast. What I've discovered is fasting is a lot easier to talk about than it is to actually do. I found that this world, the way it's wired, the television, everything that is it's, it's aimed at my senses, it's aimed at wanting me to eat uh, the flesh, so my, just my natural tendencies, my natural desires, and of course our enemy conspire to complicate fasting and keep it from us. But I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do some practical things, some things that I've adopted in my life in helping me fast and some things I've come against to help you so that you're not unaware. So that when these things come, you go, ah, I know what this is and here's my way through it. So I just want to quickly share just some practical tips that can help us with our fasting. And my first one is this, and pun is definitely intended, don't bite off more than you can handle you know what? I'm a big believer in setting us up for the win. If you have never fasted before, my word to you is this, start small. But again, I have a disclaimer, because the last two years when we've done a fast, we've done it for 21 days. And we've said to people, start where you are. And then if you've never done that, try this, try that, maybe eliminate a food group. Can I again, as mum, say to you, we're doing seven days. I believe everyone, in this room could do the Daniel fast. I believe, instead of just saying, oh, I'll just go off this or I'll just go off that or I'll just, I I believe everyone in here can do the Daniel fast. It's seven days. Because what I'm saying, when I say don't bite off more than you choose, set yourself up for the win. but please, we've got to add faith. That's what tonight was about in the singing and the expectations. It's like, I feel like I can do this. And that's what we're doing. So I'm saying start small. If you've never, ever done it, just say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. start Monday and I'm just, I'll eliminate this. If you get to three days and, you, and it's really, really bad, then maybe you could add one extra thing to help you through. But I'm saying start somewhere where there's a faith element that you could do it. If you have done the Daniel fast for the last 21 days, here's a challenge. Maybe try the seven days, no food, just water. Or if you think, you know what, that's a bit much, then what if you did um, Daniel fast on the weekend... And the weekdays, do the full fast or something like that. You could do two days to start with Daniel fast, three days, no food, two, whatever. It starts small, but set yourself up for the win. Don't bite off more than you can chew. But on the other flip side, I'm trying not to do that. I say this, but not say that. Don't say this, but I'm just trying to say, stretch yourself. Because your body's going to give you every excuse. Your head's going to give you every excuse. Anyone you come to, will everybody will give you the low road. But with what Tony was sharing today about the rite of passage, and I love the quote, I had it in my notes, but Vicky stole it, from Lisa Bevere when she says, a diet changes the way you look, but a fast changes the way you see. And we want to see differently, so we've got to add faith to it. And so I believe you can do it for seven days, but wherever it is, start small. I remember several years ago, Bailey came home from school because they do the 40-hour famine. And they'd obviously been talking about it in class, and she came home and she announced to us, I'm going to do the 40-hour famine, and what I'm going to do is fast from furniture. I'm like, furniture. Now, this is what you have to understand about Bailey, is that we've never made it easy. You know, sometimes kids will come into your room at night. We've never allowed our kids in our bed. I'm just like, I'm not giving you the inch, because if I give you the inch, you'll take a mile, and I like my bed. So we used to always say, okay, scared, whatever, sleep on the floor. Because I thought she won't get comfortable and she'll go back to her own bed. So baby's actually quite comfortable sleeping on the floor. So when she comes home and says, I'm fasting from furniture, I'm like, no, you're not. You're just doing your normal every night, sleeping on the floor. <laughs> and, you know, so we, we were able to talk to her and say, how about she go? I said, well, so, well, flesh it out for me, beat. And she goes, well, I'll sit on the floor when we eat. I won't sit at the table. Okay. And when I watch TV, I'll sit on the floor. I'm like, hang on. Furniture, television, (laughs) oh, you're going to watch TV. So what we were able to do is say, you know what, add the stretch and say, how about no television for a week? She was like, oh, that's it, cost you something, it's going to mean something. So again, add the stretch there. So firstly, don't bite off more than you can handle. Secondly, I want to remind you, there's never a good time to fast. There's always birthdays. There's always parties, there's always work things, there's always celebration. When I was doing research and looking at this, I I read a quote and I thought, actually, I really agree with that. He said, I don't believe Christians don't want to fast. He said, I just feel they'd never put the fork down. And I thought, you know what, that's why I love this Feb Fast, because we're actually providing an opportunity for you to put the fork down. Because I think most of us go, yeah, I'd like to do that, but we've just, you open your diary and, oh, it's just not working and I've got this and I've got that and I've got this. At least with FebFast, it's like, well, it's put on for me. It's an opportunity for us to put the fork down. I just want to remind you, there's never a good time. There'll never be a good time. You just have to do it and say, you know what, I'm just, I'm all in. This is what I'm doing. It's the same approach that we should have for marriage. I said, I do 25 years ago and I do meant I do. So it doesn't matter what's going on if there's some argy-bargy and he's wrong and he's you he know, won't submit and do whatever. It's like, I said I do, which means I have no other option, but we have to work this out. And that's how we have to approach this fast. I said I'm going to do this. The door is closed. I do not have another option. If I've got a plan B, I'm telling you, I'll take it. So when you go into the fast saying... There's not a good time. There's not this. Oh, well, I'll wait and I'll see how I feel in the morning. If you say, I'll see how I feel in the morning, I can tell you right now, you won't feel like doing it. But when you go home tonight and say, in the morning, this is what we're doing, you'll do it. So there's never a good time. Thirdly, prepare. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Stock the fridge with the right stuff. My kids came home today, opened the fridge and said, There's nothing to eat. I said, No. There's stacks of fruit and vegetables ready for tomorrow. What you mean is there's no chocolate, there's no bread, there's no rice. Said, yeah, you're right. You know why? Because we're fasting tomorrow and I'm not buying it today because I don't want to open the fridge and see it tomorrow. It's preparing. If that's what you're doing, I went to Woolies yesterday, I looked at my trolley, I cried as I walked through the shops, because it's like vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, what can I do with celery, what do I do with carrots, all those things, but preparing yourself, we've made sure I didn't buy the jets, I didn't buy the biscuits, I haven't bought this, I haven't bought that, because I'm telling you, sometime during this week, if it's in my cupboard, the temptation to go, oh, it's too hard, I'm in. It's just like, no, let's prepare ourselves. Don't stock the cupboards. Don't stock the fridges. Make adjustments in your lifestyle. We've gone through our diary this week, even with certain staff things, and just gone, not important, not important, not important. Not that it's not important, but in light of the fact we're going to have 15 staff members who are only eating fruit and vegetables we probably need a little bit more grace and fun in our lives to make those decisions. So we're not having that meeting this week because we might say yes to some things that aren't really smart because we're all angry, (laughs) all right? So just look at your diary and say actually what's necessary and what's not, all right? Make the adjustments um, and prepare for the withdrawals. I, I have heard of some people who already started giving up caffeine before even tomorrow just because they understood, you know what, to give it all up tomorrow, go, go cold turkey, isn't going to look pretty. So they've just started preparing that way, knowing that, you know what, if you start by day two and if you're a coffee addict and you get ha- headaches because of withdrawals, just prepare yourself, know that. Have a conversation with the family, just letting you know, coming off coffee, it might not be pretty. Kind of lock the door. When I, when I come home, lock the door behind me and just leave me raging. If you hear something going on, it's just me, just my coffee addiction being sorted. All right, so prepare yourself. Fourthly, combine with prayer and word. Otherwise, it is just dieting. If you don't change how you view this week, It is just, I'm going on a diet. I'm just going without food. But don't sit in front of the television. Use the spare time that you have, the time you would normally sit down and read if you're doing a full fast. Use that time to pray, to study, to meditate. That's why... We've put the prayer meetings on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. That's why they're at 6 o'clock because that's when most of us would sit down for dinner. So we thought, let's do it at that time. We don't have the, co- the competing of the television telling me I need Hungry Jacks or I need this or I need that. I can come, do something different, be here in team together, enjoying it and just encouraging one another and lifting one another up. Be here. We, I know we said if you, if you could make one, it'd be great. I'm saying, come on, let's, be, let's do this together. That's encourage. When, when you see me choose that and I'm like, oh, you can come alongside. Come on, Kath. Remember what you told us? Now, come on. Start living out what you said. That's what we're here for. So 6 o'clock, be at the prayer meetings. We've got kids ministry. Oh, good. We need to pray for the kids teachers. Just thought about that. <laughs> that poor guys. Use the devotional. We sent out a devotional uh, in the email back in the Feb Fast. If you don't have it, please go see the girls in the... Um, Resource center. It's just a great opportunity to allow time, say, God, speak to me. I'm saying, God, I'm forgoing something to hear from you. I want to see differently, and we're going to expect that God is going to speak to us. So use your devotional time, write down what He says, make an adjustment in your lifestyle, do something different. Otherwise, it is just simply going without food. Fifthly, consider others. These are really practical, but you know what? Have some tic tacs or some mints in your pocket because your breath is going to stink. If you're a mum, buy stacks of toilet paper, because if you're eating fruit and vegetables, it has to come out, all right? Maybe air freshener, whatever goes down in your... But just let's consider others, all right? And again, with your Tic Tacs, they're just for breath, so they're not a meal replacement. I don't want to see you hacking on like boxes of Tic Tacs because it's a meal. No, they're just that. Remember, this is not a licence to be unloving, The reason we're doing the fast is to get closer to God and be more like Him. Yes, there will be tension because we're struggling with stuff. We're coming to terms with, I am hungry. And you know the expression, if you're hungry and it's hangry because you're angry and all that stuff. But this is not an excuse for us to be mean. It's not an excuse for us to say, well, I'm fasting, so you just put up with me. No, it's a reality of where I'm at, but I need. This is part of the fasting thing. It's, I'm, I'm in control now. It's my soul. My spirit is telling my soul, no, 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 we don't behave that way. No, 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 we don't do that. But again, let's consider others. Remember, be, be thoughtful. Think of in advance. Actually, you know what? I'd normally meet my mates for lunches or do this. Just let them know in advance. I know we talk about you don't be pious and I'm fasting so I can't come. Or if you've got a dinner reservation, oh, no, I'm fasting. Just Think of others. I'm fasting, but you know what? I can have the vegetarian menu. I don't have to say I'm having that because I'm fasting. And if they notice and they say, oh, vegetarian, just fancy it. Just Just consider others. This is about us getting closer to God and being a good witness for him, not for us to just, you know, I'm better than you. This is what I'm going to do. And because I'm doing it, you just have to put up with it. Uh Uh-uh, doesn't cut it. It's about being a great representation of God. And then finally, drink lots of water. One, it helps with the hunger pains. Two, you don't get dehydrated. We don't want you passing out. We don't want you doing uh, things like that. And it flushes out the system. It helps with just passing all those things through the body that will actually come out because we're not eating or our diet has changed. So just in closing tonight, fasting should be a normal part of our Christian walk. It's for every believer, not just for the select few And as we've learnt today, the benefits are not only spiritual, but they're also physical. We've been commanded to do it. We're expected to do it. And I believe we're poorer for it if we don't do it. I'm not guaranteeing that it's easy, but I can stand here on the, I was going to say backside, on the other side of start fasting several times, doing this several different ways, all sorts of ways. I can encourage you. It is worth it. I want to encourage you tonight. Won't you step out in faith tomorrow? Add some expectation to whatever it is. Maybe you came in here tonight thinking, I'll do this. I'm trusting maybe you can even expand it a bit more. I was going to do just that, but now I'm going to do this. Won't you add some faith and let's together believe that God is going to do something phenomenal in our personal lives, but in our corporate life, and more importantly, because of what he does with us corporately, the impact that it will have in the community in which we find ourselves. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.